funny book aficionados. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Charlie's HQ for all things comic book connected. We are Charlie and John Rivera, the co-founders of U.S. Comics. Coming to you together for once, Charlie. Happy Comic Book Day. Happy Comic Book Day to you and to everyone listening and watching today. As always, we are brought to you by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please smash that like and or follow button and hit that comment section like it's a trash can and Peter Quill's driving in reverse. Johnny Boy. Yeah, what? That was a very good, like, very thank good, you, like, you. phony baloney driving. I take stage directions. That's, like, genuinely impressive. But you gave yourself the stage directions. Yeah, the, well, I'm the writer, director, the shocking star, part. producer. John, I think there's a, a power dynamic that needs to be addressed. I think Cousin Paul brings up a valid point that you're in my house, and I will be respected on this episode. We'll Unlike see. most episodes we'll see of the U.S. Comics Cast. John, not only are we here together today, we were here together. I was sick as a dog. Yeah, like a little bitch. At 10 a.m., we went out to go see Guardians of the Motherfucking Galaxy, Volume 3. I'm not even going to bury a lead. One of the best Marvel films in a fucking dog's age. In a minute. It feels like a return in to form, some might argue. Uh, the cap of my personal favorite Marvel trilogy. And there was some steep competition. Um, John, first reactions when you left the theater. How did you feel walking out of Guardians of the Three? Well, um, with a full tum-tum of breakfast popcorn <laughs> and... Uh, Kind of holding my breath halfway through. I'm like, I just do not want to catch whatever Charlie got. Um, honestly, uh, the the main thing is uh, we kind of sat through waiting for, you know, uh, waiting for, for mid-credit scenes and, and post-credit scenes and all that jazz. But uh, I was really trying to pay very close attention to the creatives in terms of the digital content, CGI, blah, 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 because... Really, one of the things that stood out to me above and beyond even the spoiler, spoiler heavy, um, the kind of result of the story, the story that James Gunn was telling, who made this visually? Because, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you mentioned it before, and I think it's a good turn of phrase, a return to form. And uh, I think that it very much was a return to form in terms of the storytelling, but also the visuals. This looked like what I had kind of come to expect from... The, the upper echelon of Marvel entries. You know, we just got back off of that really lackluster, at least visually, the lackluster Ant-Man. Muddy. I would almost, I like, mean, I mean, even before, hazy. like, hazy is yeah, a good word. Good. Real good. quick, we are absolutely live on Facebook, on the Purple Side Twitch, and on YouTube. Uh, Leonard, Bridget, what is cooking? Joker stream! The the heir apparent to Twitch. There's a there's a constant back and forth between Just the, our favorite Twitch the people. The clown prince of Twitch, but also a little bit kick. Saying it was phenomenal. Damn I have straight. a hard time arguing it. I do want to keep the first section yeah. uh, uh, spoiler free, All and right, then we'll go into it, a nice little spoiler you, you section. Call it, my friend. Uh, so a lot of this for me was I'm of the opinion. And this this might be this might be divisive at best. Really, I'm of the opinion that like the era of solo superhero films mm. 
needs to be for a special occasion or someone we've like never seen before. Blue Beetle wants to run Dolo. Great. Flash needs his Batman. Flash needs Supergirl because like Flash I, needs more flashes. Flash needs extra bonus flashes. For me, it's it's like this situation where these ensemble pieces run the risk still, right? Because I'm going to talk out of both sides of my face. Yeah. You can't be alone. You can't be with too many. And yet the Guardians, with their well, little slut John action, <laughs> uh, the Guardians were able to have these characters. And I left loving them in a different... I, you know me, I'm a ranker. I like to rank. I left in a different I'm order. So sorry, in advance. I re I rearranged who my like who I loved the most because at this point it's love. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy sure. family because I remember like 12, 13 years ago. Now it's like a lifetime. It was Phase Two yeah. when Guardians first came out. These ago. these fucking misfits that I walked into that first movie. I would read Legendary Star Lord. I didn't give a fuck. Like yeah, the yeah. guy smashing Shadow Cat doesn't impress me, and yet. Chris Pratt and that crew wound up immediately. That was one of my favorite movies, yeah. and it's because of James Gunn. Yeah, no, for sure. He's James, a charming motherfucker. James like, Gunn, who... You don't have to uh, like everything that comes out of his face, but Chris Pratt is just a charming dude on screen. It's it's kind of undeniable. I, and, and with that level of undeniable, I think my favorite member of the Guardians oh. is James Gunn. Like, this is clearly, each film clearly had something to say. Uh -oh. I, just wanna, I just wanna clarify, you, you're referring to James Gunn as the creator, or James Gunn, the little flesh-colored booger, <laughs> like him waddling, did, did, did you know that was his cameo? To, I didn't, but yeah, now that I do, John, <laughs> oh. I don't judge people by their looks. If James I Gunn get it. was a little booger. You know who does? Uh-oh. Mantis. She's like, <laughs> ew! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Burn Mantis, it with fire! Mantis is <laughs> exactly the most, uh, the most <laughs> subtle in any way. Um, what James Gunn brought to those three movies, what he brought to the Marvel and the Cinematic Universe and the Holiday Special and the the massive wake he's leaving behind him now. And the, the tweets. And the, and the tweets. And the one time getting fired and then rehired. Happens. The greatest rehire of all time. And the nepotism as a motherfucker. I mean, now, see, here's my thing. I'm the co-host of the show because of nepotism. So I'll allow it. Um, my question for to you yes. is with the, with the dynamic of people love to hate shit, and yet, this has mostly gone unscathed. We'll get to uh, the scathing parts that that, that some people claim. Um, are the Guardians going to lose luster? Should they make appearances without James Gunn? Mm. Are these characters now established enough, strongly known enough, and yeah. loved enough to be able to handle their own way? Star-Lord shows up in Secret War, let's say, hypothetically. Sure, sure. Assuming he lives through this film. He shows up in Secret War... Other than the pop he's going to get because, fuck yeah, Star-Lord's back. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it going to feel like... Uh, let me word it to you this way. Let me revise because you're nodding along and I appreciate that. Is is he big enough to get out of the well he was? Star-Lord entered the universe, a D-level character. Yeah. Is he at least a B? Is he an A? I mean, this is... People are talking about this like the best Marvel film in years. How do you disassociate the film from its main protagonist, by by all accounts. Well, one of its main. You know that that's that that's exactly what I was gonna say. This this 
this franchise, uh, while while Peter Quill might have been at the head of it, um, this is no spoiler for anybody who, uh, unlike Charlie, didn't watch trailers. Like this movie could have easily been called Rocket Raccoon and the Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> yeah. um, because he was really the forefront. Rocket's of the Wild Ride. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so yeah, no, I think at this point, literally any of the characters could uh, rejoin the, you know, jump into the fray of anything else that's happening on a, you know, on a larger scale. So, fucking, you know, Star-Lord popping up in, in um, Secret Wars, you know, it's, it's, it's to be expected at this point. We were just having a conversation before the show, um, kind of like the, the purpose for a seemingly meaningless post-credit scene. No, that they're, they're just yeah. not gonna do it's that. A, I still haven't figured out like the the, the key elements. I love movies well, so much in the, that in the you spoiler section, I'll, yeah, but I'll you break made it such down. a you're like, what about that after credit scene? And I'm like, it's just like when Captain America is like, yo, make sure you eat your vitamins. Like, <laughs> I for some reason can't get past like, no, it can't mean something. Right, so that would involve forethought. We live in a world where like there's a shawarma post credit <laughs> scene, which like means less than this. Maybe that's why. And then we have you know we have uh, Sam Jackson showing up like, oh yeah, shit. Sam Jackson is like he, a hide. He's speeding it together, uh, and he still might. He's yeah. still like doing plenty more of that, but um. Yeah, no, I think I think that the, um, I think the main thing is now that the collective story of the group yes. has been told. At least the first group of of well, the group that we've come to yeah. know. Um, and, and some of them were late additions. You know, fucking Mantis wasn't there with us from the jump. Um, I mean, plenty of other uh, aspects of the story, like the shared storytelling, uh, wasn't with us from the opening fucking uh, credits, which is how you know, world building works. Um, so, but, but yeah, I think that he's done, James Gunn specifically has done enough work with each of the characters arcs specifically, which is one of the things that he does very, very well. Yeah. Um, on top of like playing a goofy song over action scenes, um, plugging his wife into things. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to plug my wife into shit because I want to plug my wife. That's, <laughs> that's just math, you dumb bastard. Well, let, let's, let's talk about that real yeah. quick because that's spoiler free. Um, there have been some accusations mm-hmm. that this is a jukebox movie, is what people call it when they try to diminish it. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even going to throw out my opinion there. Someone says, like, nah, fuck it, it's not, that, it's not that creative to utilize the music that way. It's basically, this was a review statement, not, not reflective necessarily of my statement. Someone said they might as well have grabbed, now that's what I call Music 55, and played it over key scenes. Sure. Well, was that, in, like a, was that on the internet? Of course. That type of thing? Okay. Yeah. So the internet is uh, pretty much infamous at this point for saying goofy, stupid shit, <laughs> which is really only served to irritate me because that's just fucking not not true. Much like the um, laugh I just did. I don't know why I put like, so much. Ho ho ho! No, no, I, I I disagree with that sentiment. Look, when these movies fucking come out, these these aren't characters that he created. James yeah. Gunn. Um, there, there's somebody else's fucking toy box that he was rooting around with, and he's like, I want to play with this one, I want to play with this one, I want to play with that one. The soundtrack, the visuals, um, again, he, he, uh, I think this was like the only film that he was the only, uh, credited screenwriter for. I believe so. And, uh, I think that probably has a lot to it, because this is a dude who was tying everything up that he had done prior with a book. So so yeah, it was a little bit of a of a mixed bag, as as cousin Paul said. Um, but that's because the dude had a lot to do, 
And um, I think the main thing is in terms of how you'll uh, accept this flick, like what level of enjoyment you'll have out of this flick, uh, whether it's mixed or whether it's sky high or, or whatever, or if you didn't like it, I think a lot of it will have to do with how affectionate you are now with these characters huh. due to what James Gunn has given us prior. So I'm going to throw you a bone right now. So Yay! My brother and I love you. Um, I don't rank shit that I like in particular. Um, I will usually just like liked it, didn't like it, meh. Don't really have much of an opinion. I'm nonplussed. Um, but in, but in this case, I'll I'll take it back a little bit because this does have a this does have a kind of like a swashbuckler type uh, head of state. Um, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is one of my most beloved uh, fucking franchises. But um, I mean, I think we all know. That Crystal Skull belongs at the very bottom of that list. <laughs> Easy, but, right? Um, but I think Last Crusade is head and shoulders above Temple of Doom, and naturally, Raiders of the Lost Ark is the unfucking questioned King of the Hill. Um, I think this is one of those situations where the original is the original. The original kind of fucking gives you something on your plate that you haven't had before. Yeah. I've heard about it. I've maybe smelled it running past the kitchen once or twice too fast. Um, so the original is the original. They have such a benefit of like, I've never tasted this before. It's fucking delicious. Yeah. That's that's going to stick with you always. So there's the original. And for me, then there's this third entry. And I would honestly even put the holiday special above two. I was yeah. not really a particularly a fan of the fucking, the ego, uh, you know, it's the funny, ego wars. Just, I am a huge fan of Guardians 2. Uh-huh. Our rankings are identical. Really? Like, just, oh, like, I think, I think as a storyteller, I think the confidence James mm. Gunn has gained, and what's interesting is post, uh, cancellation, yes please, everything but Paul's, I'm saving Paul's for later. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the interesting thing about James Gunn is he's become more creatively aware of who he is. Right? So, by James Gunn at this point, and you and I talked about it walking out of the theater, what, what I was the most almost, and I hate to do it because I was still in the afterglow but of an amazing anyway. film. Do it anyway. I almost can't help but look to the future. Because this sure. guy behind the lens of a Superman picture oh, is my dream director. Shit, I could see everything. The yeah, action's yeah. fucking intense. The characters I love. The I, tragedy is deep. John, I like the way he... I like the way he plays with our shared yeah. fucking toy box. And and saying the way he shared with our, our toy box, so I don't I don't want to get too far away from it. As far as people saying it's a jukebox movie, I call bullshit because the same way he went into a toy box that frankly no one wanted yeah, and yeah. plucked out the Guardians, he, called the shot. he opened up another another chest of songs. And he in the first movie was like, here's shit from the 70s Charlie doesn't give a fuck about. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. pluck in. And that probably was the most jukeboxy. The second film... Same sort of accusation, but it's 80s, so I have more familiarity. So there's more songs. John, by this film, yeah. the music to me, first and first mostly, the the amazing thing he did is only about half of the soundtrack is for the audience. Mm-hmm. The rest of the soundtrack is songs that they're playing. In and, movie. And instead of, and I forget what that's called, but instead of like in uh, Guardians 2, where the big action, pretty much for every action sequence, someone hit play, yeah. this film... The characters were playing music because they felt a certain way, and music can heal. So there's an amazing scene where Rocket's listening to a song very early in the film, and it's because he's thinking about this this life he he 
despises to some degree, yeah. despite being a guardian, despite having this newfound family, love doesn't necessarily heal wounds. It 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 helps you kind of get beyond them, but it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't heal your soul. What well, I loved well, about some just, of the music just really selections, quick to yeah, stop you a little bit because yeah, I know yeah. that I can can go off. Um, I I think that like music in particular, music is not one of the things where you hear a song you're like. That was dope, great, and then you just don't fucking listen to it again. Yeah. What what music is? What songs are uh, specifically? Are photographs. Yes. Right. Like so. Oh, that's a beautiful. Like, what did you read that have... somewhere? If not, let's get that printed on a Thank poster you. for some goofy fucking broad. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Bridget. Uh, I I a hundred percent also very much enjoy love even the music uh, from the entire Guardians franchise. Some of it I wasn't familiar with before and. Whoever made that dumb jukebox comment, there is absolutely original music in the the franchise. Yeah. But um, like you were mentioning before, the music is it's integral to the fucking plot. It's it's so another they're, character. They're not just exactly right. They're not just plugging in by damn and James. Um, we're on a first name basis. <laughs> I get um, it. They 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 music is part of the fucking storyline. So um, not only is it integral that it's a quote unquote jukebox while you're sitting there. Fucking second is, it's awesome. It's outstanding. Yeah. The music is always appropriate. Uh, it's not as if they're playing fucking Bach in the middle of a, a you know of a shootout. Um, but Although, also like that'd be kind of tits. Shut up, bro. Like are we ever gonna make this U.S. Thomas movie? Shit. Um, it, it's also always appropriate, and it's also important to the point where you're like, oh fuck, what he's listening to or she's listening to here or there or whatever the case might be. It's all relevant. So. Uh, dumb comment, and I I completely disagree with you that. You understand why I hate jukebox them? stuff. First of all, if it was a jukebox fucking show, then they would be playing the greatest band of all time, Mouse Rat. Uh, every time, Star Lord T-shirts. Step, I can't just help make it. Make my heart sing. I just can't help. Let's it. Let's go to the spoiler section for those of you do that it, do, do not it. want to be spoiled. First and first, mostly. Why did yeah. you see it uh, opening weekend? That's a silly nanny move. And this is on you. You should know better. But just hit mute for about ten minutes, and we'll be back with some more shit that on the second half we're probably going to spoil the fuck out of. <laughs> spoiler warning is in effect. John! Word. Holy shit. Everyone dies. Uh, Thanos comes back. Tony Stark comes back. And Speederman is now played by not, a deaf-mute horse. Not even. And this was one of those moments where I literally almost stood up and applauded. Not even the big bad died. Just amazing. Fucking Robocops <laughs> without his helmet uh, didn't even die. Where I truly, Charlie, I, I was I was so impressed yeah. with the storytelling. I'm like, see, you see, you don't have to have a goddamn fucking free for all and and take all the chess pieces off the the board in order to win. How? And I gotta tell you this, <laughs> shit. We like- as, as a person who who quite enjoys a good game of chess. The most demoralizing loss is when you're like, I still have everybody in the fucking... I can do almost anything except beat this son of a bitch. They beat me straight up. That is the the, the best type of victory yeah. uh, when you can walk away and be like, eh, I just fucking won. What were your... I, I avoided all the trailers. Monsters. Were you, what, what were the odds on a Guardian dying? Well, Gamora, it was, actor, said, nah, I'm good. Uh, fucking uh, I'll, I'll Batista. Go, let's, let's go through it statistically. Gomorrah was automatically almost 
bulletproof. Because they already killed her they once. They killed her yeah. once already. You don't kill somebody. She just comes back again and be like, to, another to, time manipulation, like, motherfucker. Bang. Nope, not in. He's dead. He's dead now. <laughs> Fool Rain you. She was supposed to die in two. He wanted to kill her off in two. And then the was studio it? was like, maybe the fact that she brings in a billion dollars oh, every time. I read that fucking... Uh, I just beat your finger to be funny. <laughs> How fucking weird would that have been? Not funny at all, dude. <laughs> um, they, all, they, they plan to kill Jesse Pinkman. Uh, in second season, I wish that would have been a much better show. And um, somebody else was also supposed to die like right quick, um, instead of not at all. Um, but go on, go on with your with your. So Gamora, Gamora said like, "Hey, bye. This is gonna be my last one. No, thank you." Um, pretty much everyone who got painted she, for most of their morning. Yeah, they were Batista. Like, Fuck this noise. Batista was like, you know what? I, I, I say it. He had the most beautiful quote. I'm gonna paraphrase that. He's not he, a wrestler anymore. He's he, Dave Batista. He literally said. Um, he says like a prayer of gratitude to Batista every day because it allowed him to the, the wrestling move character. The, the no no to to I'm sorry to Drax. Ah. He says a prayer to Drax because it allowed him now this kind of second half of his career. It was the first sure. thing through the door that got him and the give opportunity. Him, give him uh, uh, props because he came right out of the box talking all kinds of shit about his acting chops. Yeah, and I was probably the very first one. Who wasn't in close proximity of getting his ass beat by the guy? I'm like, fuck you, dude! Like, you, what have you done? Like, he's he was throwing down the gauntlet. Like, I'm I'm not gonna work with this fucking hack. Blah blah blah. I'm gonna work with Pacino. I'm gonna work with De Niro. Um, uh, but I'll be frank. Like, I think that's absolutely the case. Yeah. Well, he, he is the best actor to come out of the square. So he said circle. he doesn't feel like doing roles where he has to whip off that shirt anymore. Yeah, I don't blame him. And he says that he that Drax just isn't a complex enough character. Yeah. The, to justify the kind of time suck. He's a that, fun. He's a he's a fun. He's character. a very fun character. You, I, I, you need a character like that in an ensemble. Yeah. Story. And again, he's played him like seven times or something. It's you plenty. know, it's it's funny. And then, uh, Kieran Karen. How do you say your name? Karen Gillian. Sure. Sure. Baldy Mick used to be bald, but now has full hair, and like her face is round, but everything else is real skinny. Um, she also said like, "Fuck this pink bullshit." Um, yeah. I'm good. So I, in my head. I was like, what a great... If your toy's sure, broken, you, you pretend it lo- like died in battle. Right. You're um, like, I, I, you didn't fire me, I quit. I thought, without seeing trailers, I thought there was a 100% chance you thought, that you a thought Guardian about. would die. Maybe, but who did you think was going to die, though? I assumed Drax, because Drax would be like a big heroic moment. Okay. And like, you'd be able to like, disarray him. And he'd be somewhat disposable. Yeah, as be like well, a Rambo, it, what mean expendable type Yeah, character. well, because just like uh, would, Gamora... Like you would be sad. Can't kill Groot again. We're already on group two. Yeah. And what's interesting, just to, and this isn't really spoilery, but we had a fucking character arc for group two. Group two we've seen as a baby, a young teen, Excuse a teen me. teen. We had a character arc for the audience. Holy fuck. Oh, oh my God. Please, so, bro, so I don't know that. if any of you that have seen the movie realize this. Cousin Paul, Joker Stream, I know for a fact you guys have seen it. Paul, we're you, gonna we're gonna touch on your thing because you, you you got a big comment. Yeah, yeah, that we're probably gonna double back for for the talk back for sure. Um, fucking at the end, they're all Gamora finally understands Groot and they do another scene and then they're all like, "Love you guys," and Groot goes, "I love you guys." He was talking to. We finally understood him we that he wasn't him. speaking English. He just said, "If that film was." If we weren't the ones watching that film, nerds who didn't love the Guardians films, they heard I am Groot. Yeah. We fucking understand Groot, Groot now. Groot is I the... started crying again when I heard that. 
No, Joker stream. Joker stream. He, he didn't speak so English. Much, he still just said, "I'm Groot." So, you so understood him because you've been with him now. Let me. Let oh, me, please uh, translate. Analogize it. Analogicals. Um, so, you guys remember the Polar Express, where like homeboy is fucking shaking the jingle bell for all it's worth. He's like, "This fucking bullshit is broken. I can't hear Dick." The <laughs> audience, uh, the audience, the, the audience actually couldn't hear it. The parents couldn't hear it. The adults. Only the little girl could quite hear it. Um, so the way that James Gunn uh, explained it uh, in the technical capacity was, my man puts out, what, spores? Yeah. In essence, like if you're in this proximity to Groot in whatever form that he time. might be going on with, uh, even if he's just a little fucking head running around with spider legs, which <laughs> immediately threw me back to fucking it and Pennywise. I'm like, oh, I just you 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 breathe in these fucking spores, which in effect make you closer to anyone who's cleaned up a musty basement knows exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. You're like fuck, man. I am one with this basement right now. So that's the reason why, because in essence, they were a little bit Groot. So he's we are been, Groot. He hasn't just been saying I am Groot. That's just what almost like the translation we our 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 ears turned it into. He's been talking and talking and talking. Obviously, everyone seems to know that. The audience the was affected. Of it all was affected the same way Gamora was, who, if we remember, was around him just a little bit less than everybody else because of that slight inconvenience of her father fucking murdering her off of Magic Mountain. With so, just the most, like, that's the only like, part of that I take, uh, like, a issue with, umbrage with, sure. is that, like, her death scene is like, no! And she's just hucked off a fucking mount, which is just fucking Not crazy. James Gunn's decision either. See, now, Joker stream brings up a good point. It is a learnable language, but if not, sure. well, it's going to hook you up. But but again, Thor is somewhat unique in, the, in that sucks. capacity. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. And you ain't coming back with fucking Gamora. Challenge accepted. Um, Thor is Thor's a god, right? So So Thor speaks every language on Earth. Why wouldn't he speak every fucking language uh, in the in the known galaxy? Groot's species being one of them, I have no problem with Thor understanding. Honestly, I kind of took it with it being such a, a Han Solo mark. I'm like, well, this is like fucking understanding Wookie. Yeah. Really, for a lot of also gives out spores, or, but different type. <laughs> um, all you when you eat, all, all you eat is fucking Ewoks, bro. You gotta let it go. Somewhere. Ewoks and porks. Like, what's adorable? Mm, I want that. He's the anti-you. It. It was more, uh, it was more so kind of like the R two D two beat bops of it all. Like some people got it, some people didn't. Uh, I I pretty much. <laughs> Me or this, Gamora, Joker. This is gonna be the one, Joker. This will be the one. I I really dug it, man. Like I, I loved it. I, I I really dug it. You know, my Charlie rankings um, are are properly set now because again James Gunn is walking away from it. Now you had asked a question prior yes. about like well what's going to happen for them? It's not going to be a for them all. So where where in essence where we left them was Gamora is running with the Ravagers. And we, so happy. We another and, beautiful and like, ending. She has her totally she happy. found her space family. Well basically what happened was she went through Thanos murder college <laughs> had, kind of discovered herself backpacking through Europe with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And now she's fucking got that executive uh, level position that she was well. It's just crazy for when the with the Ravagers when they all is, like hug her. It's so appropriate oh. that character living that life. Now the other thing is it justifies us as audience members to never see her again. Yeah, 
The fucking galaxy happy in space. is a very, very big place. We don't worry about what Santa's up to uh, in September. Um, and that's kind of going to be the, the case. Yeah. And I don't need... Like, as much as those characters are, like, fun cameos, I don't need any of the, the Ravagers. Ravagers. I, I, I'm I good. Mean, I got a space team. Fucking Sylvester Sloan is always going to get a pop from me, but... Let's run down the line. So, so who else? So then we have left off with it. We, then we have we carried. We covered Peter. Yeah, in nowhere we have uh, mm-hmm. we we have uh, Robo Girl. I just her name just left me. Um, Gamora's sister, Nebula. Thank you, mm-hmm. Nebula and Drax are yeah. are fixing nowhere. But that shit's like a like a school planet head now. Yeah, like yeah. they're turning it into the to what they never had. Right. What and and also it's, it's talk about making me want to cry. Orphanage. Literally, the girl who never had a father or a real family, and the guy who had his daughter stolen from him, are now raising kids together and making like a community that can. Another perfect ending. You never need, you never need to take them out of retirement. That's a disservice to the story they told. But there, there, there is. That's a job that you don't retire from anyway. Correct. So, so they're doing what's going to obviously make them happy. Uh, to me, like the biggest push of it all would be Rocket and the the you know va- uh, version 2.0 of the Guardians. Um, we have Rocket. obviously Groot. Uh, we have uh, Cosmo, who is just a, a good, good dog, dog, man. You are a good dog. Just a best doggy. Oh, Who's it? Jameson's birthday is tomorrow, and I'm pretty sure him and Cosmo will get along great. I'm just saying. She's a little old for him. She'll probably tucker him out too, but like, yeah. no, that, that, that's all right. God willing, am I right? Um, who else do we have? We have uh, Adam Warlock. We've got Adam Warlock. Who we'll talk more about a little in bit the of a, a little bit of a goofball, um, but like like kind of taking that that fucking role. We got I forget the new girl's name. She's important though. The little girl. The little girl yeah, was a Captain Marvel. Blonde. She she was one of the many characters that she, right. have she's, used that moniker. She's another result of the fucking high evolutionary. AKA Black Robocop. Um, <laughs> obviously, again, uh, Rocket, and then uh, uh, the brother. Uh, yes, yes, Finhead. What's his name? Yeah. Finhead McGillicuddy. Um, which is like, that's a fun You control team. the arrow with your heart. <laughs> that might be a legitimate Who ghost. Who threw this at me? That might be a legitimate ghost. Well, but, and, and, and here's the thing, and then and then we'll, uh, we'll come back to this, obviously. Um, for me, this was one of those things. This mo- was like a movie-length version of a finale episode of a show that Fuck you yeah. really liked. So James Gunn had the unenviable task of throwing in and peppering in certain things like, oh, remember this, remember that? You had characters like that go all the way back from the opening scenes of, of one. You had the, the dealer uh, um, that he tried to sell yeah. uh, his, his shit to in the opening. You had fucking Howard the Duck shows back up. Um, he was vacationing in yeah, <laughs> underwear. Like, Basically, what what he did was he said, "Hey, remember why you love this? Remember, remember why you love that?" Which is yeah, yeah, which is very very important because this was the finale trilogy of an overall story. Now, uh, Joker had mentioned it before. James Gunn almost very very uh, very very much was completely removed from it. He was almost canceled yeah. out of this. He almost was canceled from his career in project uh, in total project. Uh, and that would have been like, fucking uh, like the second episode, gross. Yes, yeah, uh, would have been. Normally I mute that. Would have been like the the second entry into the new Star Wars uh, trilogy. We're like, why the fuck doesn't that make sense? Oh, because the second voice that came in just changed it willy nilly. 
And honestly, if somebody comes in and you say, look, you're getting a trilogy to tell a story's worth of fucking story, then you give it to them. You don't fucking may hook a left at Albuquerque and then all of a sudden you're in yeah. the middle of nowhere and you're lost. So that, Guardians that's the reason 3, why I liked all that stuff that was peppered in. Guardians 3 would have originally started with Thor still with them. Because it was supposed to be reverse order See, Thor, before his cancellation. Thor is so tough because Thor is one of those characters where if you take all the characters that you, all these characters you like and like, and Thor, well, it's no, about Thor. My understanding was like you would have been in the opening scene and they would have like left him on a planet. Like it would have been, it would have been even less screen time than they shared. Yeah. In Thor, uh, Love and it would to me, it wouldn't have made the movie better. No, I just think it's funny that so much changed that even that, uh, yeah. even that little aspect changed. Uh, I, I just want to wind down the topic a bit to yeah, yeah. to just what I Wrap, uh, final thought. The, my final thought on it ultimately is I was absolutely, despite liking, um almost every superhero thing that's come out mm -hmm. to a varying degree because ultimately my scale at its root core at its at its most basic feature is yay or nay am i am i better off having seen ant-man mm -hmm. than not see it am i yes am i better off seeing love and thunder than not seeing it yes given like love and thunder was like barely like that barely was like well, i got to see jane foster's thor that's cool that that movie like Love did not work for me. It was yeah, well, it was bad. But my point is, it was bad. I Love almost always fun. want it, but I was starting to get just you get tired. It gets monotonous almost. Yeah. This refilled the gas tank. Like yeah, I'm now so much more excited for Flash and for a uh, Blue Beetle. Oh, you mean and like for the, the genre? The genre. In I was general? not wow. again. I never would have left it, but yeah, it, yeah. it became this thing where it's like. All right, another one. You know what? The only one that still the, the only one that still has that energy about it is like Aquaman two because it's not a character I care about. I didn't like the first one, so that's gonna be one that's like when I go to the theater, it's gonna yeah. be like begrudgingly. Everything uh, else, I'm gonna be wearing the t-shirt and the underoos. Right, right. My question to you though, sure, is will this is the machine that is Marvel? Yeah, are they going to look at this critical reception? Uh huh. Because, again, there's some mixage because some people are fucking stupid. Right. But is there a chance that this combined with Marvel slowing down yeah. that they're going to say, like, no, we almost need auteur filmmaking again? If we have to roll the dice and there's a chance we're going to get, like, Taika getting his vision and no one fucking liking it. Yeah. Including, by the way, Hemsworth just betraying him by being like, next Thor needs to be serious. Bitch, we tried you serious. That movie didn't work either, fuckface. So don't blame Taika for your problems. Um, with that being said, I'm always under the thing, like, let artists be artists. Let these directors have... And you brought up an amazing point, and then I will finally pass it over to you, but you said there's kind of like a Marvel Bible. Stuff has to fit in with these rules. These sure, are kind yeah. of the color palettes. The and some stuff gets weird. Like James Gunn was able to make a whole planet made out of flesh. So, but it still felt Marvel movie-ish. This was just. Can you the, imagine how it felt? Like imagine how it smelled. Not that. Uh, this was the best looking Marvel film in a dog's age. Right. Um, this was the best sounding Marvel film. This was the 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 most adult. The first fuck uh, dropped in a Marvel film. Is this going to allow? Marvel to return to form? Is this going to force Marvel to be ballsier and admit that they need to 
even for someone like me who supported everything they've done in yeah. these last phase plus, mm-hmm. I even was being like, oh god, another Marvel. Will they use another this Marvel to get back thing. to the fucking tippy top, knowing across the fucking way, once this writer strike is done, James Gunn is gonna give a fucking maximum effort. Yeah. Run at all of DC and start with Big Blue. Well, um, the the short it's a complex answer, question. I'm the, sorry. Sh- the short answer uh, to that is going to be no, <laughs> because but nothing for for nothing uh, creative wise. Um, I think it's a little bit uh, um, it's a little bit pie in the sky to think like oh well they're handing the reins of this major franchise to an old tour uh, director and, and writer because. Oh, their work is so... No, 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 When When these big houses do... Like, I'm not talking about just Marvel. I'm talking about DC and whomever the fuck. Yeah. Um, they do it because that director has cachet value, right? They're coming off with something else. Ew, is it high. weird that I didn't realize that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Not weird, naive but like a little, little... Naive. That's your naivete. Mm. Um, so they're, they're doing it because it's going to end up with a bigger box office. Now, what's interesting is that Considering and knowing that James Gunn was out the fucking door, um, we talked about it before. They were like, "Well, he's fuck it, like what? Fine, like they making this movie not because they don't want to make money, but because the future of the franchise is not uh, is not depending on how much money that it makes. The fact that it's so oh, well received and well regarded is great. That's the reason why they were so hands off with him. Now I will say this." As much as I did very much like this movie, and my ranking is my ranking, I said what I said. <laughs> um, the movie's not fucking perfect, right? Disagree. It's some. Well, that's, 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 that you're entitled to be <laughs> wrong. That's fine. Um, it's too way. long. You could easily shave off twenty minutes off of the fucker. Um, uh, it was a little bit indulgent with the the nepo casting. Um, I mean, fucking, I you know, I, I think Mal Reynolds got. As much, if not more, fucking FaceTime <laughs> as like actually important as the villain. Let's yeah. Say. Um. So so again, it, it it wasn't perfect. It was a little bit meandering in times. We spent far more time in fucking flesh jail, uh, flesh factory, uh, than we probably I should have. I prefer calling it flesh jail. I know a couple of those bros. Lucky ladies. Um. Uh. So again, it, it wasn't perfect for me. However, it's ultimately going to be to get back to the point. It's ultimately going to be about the box office, uh, in terms of like, look, th- there's, this is what I wanted to say. Almost put your finger again. What's wrong with me? Can't help myself. Um, James Gunn came out and says like, look guys, Marvel and DC don't look at it as Marvel versus DC to the point where, and I think, uh, Joker, did you maybe mention this? Um, that they were, or maybe even Paul, um, that they're like, they've had conversations like, fuck man, let's do a crossover type of thing and if, if these are comic book Just movies at their heart it's very easy to forget this the comics have had numerous crossovers in the past it's not at all out of the realm of uh, reason like it very well may happen especially if the quote unquote fatigue is real I don't think that it's real I think franchises can have fatigue because to say something is a comic book movie can mean a war movie, a fucking superhero movie, a space movie. Look, uh, g- galactic heroes are very different than the Titan, Titan flights, uh, so to speak. So, uh, I but I very much enjoyed the flick. I think most people who like this genre uh, will also. Uh, not perfect, but definitely a dope flick. 
I think the bottom line, ultimately, yeah. is if you go to the movie theater, which you should, and you sit down to enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and if you leave feeling nothing at all, then you're a goddamn liar. Because, much like George Toy Boy Lucas... <laughs> Because Han, Han shot first, first baby. Ah, salute. It's weird to do this together. <laughs> oh, that was so much. <laughs> I'm dead now. <laughs> I'm dead now. Holy, ah, salute. Oh. Oh, Delicious. first of all, I think Joker Stream wrote my ideal crossover film. This is Carol Danvers and Lex smashing. That offspring, problematic, <laughs> problematic at best. Um, so yeah, um, per the episode description, we have been to the highest of the high, up in the cosmos, flying around, and uh, sometimes you gotta, in order to appreciate uh, the top of the mountain, you gotta crawl around at the base. So uh, bringing it back down to earth, down, down, down. Uh, but also still very much large-scale stakes. Yes. Um, no stakes, though, because there's got to be some kind of camel. Maybe a couple uh, stakes. Camel cow person running around. Boy. Um, Sweet Tooth. Season 2 has dropped in its totality over on the flicks of net. Now, um, we did talk about Sweet Tooth in its comic book form because we are very much at the forefront of what goes on in the four color funny books. Um, but we also talked about Sweet Tooth season one. When it first dropped, Sweet Tooth is one of those funny, uh, funny little shows. And I'm going to say it's a little show, not because of its scope, not because of its production value, not because of anything else, but the fact that it is not, uh, <laughs> it is not, one of those. Sh it's not a water cooler show. Right? Yeah. It's not the type of uh, not the type of show uh, that's coming off of this huge, uh, uh, you know, uh, household name IP. It's one of those almost like guilty little secrets. And I'm not saying guilty in the sense of like the content is, you know, is not something that almost anybody would enjoy because it very much is. Um, also, it, it's more so one of those things where, like, well, I like, like when a band gets popular, I like their early stuff. I like them before they got too popular. Sweet Tooth is not like that. Everyone should be fucking talking about Sweet Tooth because yeah. it's just readily available. Netflix Here it is. is uh, uh, what do they call it? Like a premiere television? Mm -hmm. What's it called when it's like a hot, more expensive? That HBO calls it a lot. It's the same same price per month. So yeah. Um, but yeah, from from uh, even if chat wants to jump in, I honestly don't even know how many people watch or or, or are watching Sweet Tooth, are aware of it, know that season two has dropped because it was one of those kind of like pocket productions with the pandemic and all that stuff. Just dynamite. If anyone's unfamiliar it? with it, I didn't realize it, that it was a pandemic production. It might be. Um, it must have been. Uh, in essence, this is like an uh, apocalyptic type of. Uh, type of story, and uh, <laughs> your mother, um, and and um, but it has the, the the unique spin of it where while all us normies are going through the shit, there is now an influx of little people who are <laughs> Joker. Joker, you probably needed to sleep. That was the problem. 
<laughs> uh, doing these all fucking night uh, streams. Um, but you have hybrids, right? And and uh, what they are, they're half human, half fill-in-the-blank animal. Sweet Tooth being uh, Gus, the lead character being half human, half deer. Um, so that means he'll steal your strawberries, but also as well as completely stop dead in your headlights <laughs> if you're driving straight at him at 2 in the morning. Um, I gotta say this, Charlie, uh, I, I did complete season 2 actually like one and a half times. I really like season 2 more to the point we know that we're getting season 3 because they filmed 2 and 3 back Which to was, back. Mm, belly it's to belly. such a relief to me because like so many of the special effects are practical with this writer strike. Yeah, yeah. I'm so worried I won't get content. Also, as well as they're they're largely youth characters. Yeah, and I'm um, like these motherfuckers are taller than me now. All they I need is like amoeba. All I need is Gus to have like fucking pimples and a hey guys like no go eat a bag of <laughs> uh, eat a bag of grass there Gus. You Gus know, is bigger than big man. He's exactly. Like, Sub little bitch. Sub sucker. <laughs> uh, like also took out the affectations <laughs> of like a racist stereotype uh, of big man. Um, yeah, Bridget, isn't that awesome? What's interesting, and, and and Bridget thrown out there, Bridget right at the top said she loved the series. Nice. You know what I, I realized this week while fully, fully embracing uh, Sweet Tooth Season 2 is obviously Netflix is incredibly bingeable. Anyone who knew about it, watch it all. Because anyone who likes Sweet Tooth, the comic, yeah. and even those that just know because of the show, it is such good shit. Yeah, that yeah. you almost can't help but be it's like, you almost treat it like Gus would treat like a fucking you know pile of chocolate. You're just <laughs> shoving it in your gullet because, and and this was my recurring thought while watching it. And and I'll, I'll again I'll bury the lead. I loved it. Yeah, I think good. this is one of the best years for entertainment in a very long time. Yeah, yeah. I think when one of the worst shows, one of the worst products to come out of this year so far has been Mandalorian season three, which is like a season I enjoyed still. But if you look at, like, the new John Wick film, like, all the shit that's come out the last few months, yeah. just in the last three or four months has been <clears throat> incredible. I think, for me, oh. Sweet Tooth sits there, and I think what's great is the people who do watch fucking love it. I don't think Bridget or I are alone yeah. by being like, not only do I fucking love it, not yeah, only do I love it. Right I, I didn't want to speak for you. Son of a bitch. But it's like, I, I feel like it's one of those things that if it resonates with you a little... Yeah. Resonates with you a lot. Well, he, here's the, here's here's my take on it, and and this goes back all the way to uh, when I discovered uh, on the comic. You book discovered page, the comic and the show. I didn't know. And um, it w what it does, like imagine that pitch meeting, like that elevator pitch, like we refer to it often. Uh, it is one of those things where they say, okay, okay, okay. So it's an apocalypse, and it's so easy for us because of the content that we have gotten thus far. Yeah. Between like the super successful versions and the like, we've gotten fucking Walking Dead, but we've also gotten Why the Last Man, which uh, Oof, was not given its share. Up. Yeah, they they really they really fucked up an opportunity there. But that being said, um, our mind is like, got it. Yeah. Okay, we're we're on the same yeah, page. Buildings now. overgrown. Gotcha. But also check, as check. well as there's half animal kids running around, uh, and and now it has gotten its own uh, its own footprint. Right uh, in that in that space, so we're operating in the familiar, and now you have a spin on the take, which is going to be very interesting to the point where, uh, in a lot of these other examples, you're like, I get it, I I know where this is going. 
gotcha. White hat wins, black hat loses. They get their comeuppance. Have a nice day, Finn. Uh, and that this is one of those shows where it's really not the case whatsoever. Uh, reading the comic, I felt the way. Watching the show, I know that people who were not familiar with the comic feel that way. Like, fuck if I know what's going to happen. You've got characters who you're like, nope, that's a bad person. That's, <laughs> a, that's a bad guy. And then you're like, oh, nope, that's very much as well a hero. Uh, and the, the production, you mentioned before, the production value is high. The effects are practical. It looks very it good. It looks awesome. It um, looks like a fairy tale. Because even the effects that maybe wouldn't work mm. for, like, if you just showed certain scenes. Yeah. I'm looking at you, alligator kid. Um, if you if you look at certain scenes, you might be like, that's a little cheesy. Mm. Because by virtue of something being practical, or Turtle Boy. We brought up, like, Turtle Boy's sweater doesn't make a fucking yeah. lick of sense. However... You didn't see Michelangelo running around with a cardigan. Yeah. However, I for me, it helps the story. Because this is very much... To, to me, this is... I don't know how you felt about them growing up. Were you, as a little kid, or even as an adult, were you, like, into fairy tales at all? Because that whole era of Disney missed me. By mm. the time, like, I was introduced to anything, I was like, you were able to hand me the fucking VHS with the Transformers movie. Right. And I'm like, fuck Bambi and her mom. You're welcome. Optimus, you know, died. Like, what the fuck? I had different reasons to cry at the movies. <laughs> um, this, for me, I, I think Sweet Tooth is my favorite fairy tale. Because it has all of the kind of necessary yeah. you know bullet funny? points of a fairy tale. I, I didn't make that connection Really? But, oh, interesting. Uh, I think you're, you're, you're very right about that. I mean, anytime you have, you know, uh, animal-centric... Uh, stories, you're going to have my attention uh, because humans are just shit, shitty to animals. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't really make the, the connection. The kid actor who plays Gus, yeah. back before we got 40 Pinocchios that in a row, cherub. Uh, he was like, oh, if they do a Pinocchio, this should be Pinocchio. Like, he has oh, that sort kid. of, like, yeah, the, yeah. the way he says, like, Papa and, and Mom, like, the yeah, way yeah, he yeah. speaks is so... Yeah, he looks like he's... Fucking two seconds away from running, running away from a witch. <laughs> exactly. Um, the the, there's there's something about that that resonates so much with me. However, yeah. and I don't want to steal your topic, but it was something I wanted. I was desperate to ask you about. Mm -hmm. Is Sweet Tooth a perfect example of a show that would be better served, not bingeable? If this was oh. on ABC, this would be the fucking most talked about shit ever. Well. Uh, it's a good question, and I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna hit that no button, like fucking Grogu, yes again. <laughs> I need to hit a, uh, no! <laughs> oh, fucking, it could be Vader! No! <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, I think the streaming aspect of it helps it, because Sweet Tooth is one of those shows where it's very easy to be in the mood for it, uh, but you do have to be in the mood for it. So, valid. the other thing is, is and, and you know what, again, Joker said he fell asleep to it. Uh, the other day, it's not necessarily a high octane yeah. type of story. It's a, a slow burn, yeah. maybe the the proper uh, term for it. But it it does burn, right? So so once you get invested, like fuck, I gotta see, I gotta watch this next episode and what's gonna happen. Blah blah. How's my man get that beard so just fucking thick and lush? Just combed out real nice. Look I think at he has no chin. Goofy That's, brother. That has to be. He has that no chin. But he's he's used to carrying his brother. Where he committed that time all the time. So I know uh, that's like. Do you? You're about to find out. Um, yeah, no. So 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 the fact that you can ingest as much of it as you want, you don't have to take the cut of pie that whatever network says. No, this is as much sweet tooth yeah. as you need right now. 
Um, but you're still probably not going to binge the whole fucking thing in one sitting because it's dense. It is dense. There's a lot going on. You know, uh, Bri- to its to its compliment. Because a new friend Bridget over on the uh, over on Facebook on the book of face wants to bring her husband into it, and I yeah. think what's interesting about Sweet Tooth, you almost need the first two episodes because as magic as yes. the first episode yeah, 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 yeah. is, because I had read the books, yes. the 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 graphic, um, it's graphics, right? It came out in mm-hmm. volumes. Um, because I knew where it was going, mm. I I was patient. I could wait for yeah, Big yeah, Man. Yeah. I I got time. The, this We're, is one of those shows that if you like it and you're like. Hey, watch this, and then as it's going on, they're watching the screen. And you're like, you're gonna like this part. Well, what was what was amazing? Wasn't that great? Like, you, it's, it's just one of those things you want to share. Well, you know? what was amazing is you came uh, you came out to the island a few days ago, uh, and then I wasn't feeling well because I had to like I went into the office. So duh, I didn't feel well. Um, so we kind of let mom run the television, and uh, she had just begun Sweet Tooth. I guess you threw it on threw it on for her a yeah. few nights ago. So I was able to kind of like plug myself right in to get some episodes yeah, like, of season two stuff. Where I'm like, better? Hey, I'm like, not better? What you watching? Uh, it's not just... watching the terrible news? Isn't that better? <laughs> the Sergeant Finesse is hey! What is up, Sarge? See, Sarge, I feel like would, like if, if Sarge hasn't already gotten into Sweet Tooth, yeah. Sarge is exactly, he's the sort of like dog lover where I'm positive he would project so much of that love and affection he has for animals onto the yeah. show. So, like, first of all... I got one better for you. Oh, shit. Sarge is one of those cats where any type of an apocalyptic type situation, <laughs> whether there's, like, half deer people running around, or there's zombies, or Russia and Cuba have joined forces to attack us, Wolverines! Sarge is like, yo, I got this shit on lock. This is what we're going to do. Like, sometimes that's the, the biggest... A uh, fun aspect of shows like this is to, to insert yourself into those situations and say, yeah, I would help. You know, I'm not going to help the fucking bat kid because guano stinks. It gets everywhere. <clears throat> Sarge, this is the type of show you'll definitely like. Again, it's think of Walking Dead, but fucking take away the zombies and just insert half non-kosher kids. Uh, and you, you'll have the gist of well, it. Well, what about Sarge's Sweet Tooth, X-Man, Sarge's Kid? Yeah. Is this show a- too... X-Man is not a hybrid. We just... His name's Xavier. We just call him X-Man as a nickname, bro. He's definitely a mutant, though. Oh, no, he's got certain abilities. Yeah, he's just very good at normal stuff. man. You know, that, that's a valid... That's, um, that's a valid point. W- is this show too intense? Or does the fairy tale aspect of it because for me if like you're allowed to watch Bambi which I think should be like 13 plus this I don't think is yeah. anything more traumatic than, well, than Bambi well, would have no. been Cause, cause, when I saw Bambi when I was like 26 and I was like fuck that <laughs> like, me, 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 why are you in the way you bitch so no, the so opposite I was just like yo Xavier is he's he's less a kid as he is just a little dude because of the X because X Factor because of the X Factor yeah uh, no, Xavier is kind of like a sophisticated kid, but the fact of the matter is, kids, uh, n- kids nowadays. Sorry, my fucking old- oldness coming out, my geezeritis flaring up. Kids are are more sophisticated. But also, I just realized X Men saw Guardians three. Oh yeah, and yeah if yeah. you get through Guardians three yeah, and you're yeah, able to yeah. sleep, at almost forty, I was Xavier, like, John, come in here. Xavier watched his old man uh, tearing up. He's like. Don't be a bitch, man. You gotta be on stream in five minutes. And then he said, um, "Schnick, schnick," and he fucking fought a sentinel. He's like, I don't want to take this out of the game in Fortnite later. Uh, no, no, no. Truth be told, kids are just much more sophisticated than certainly like a like a little he bitch like you. But even like a tough guy like me, 
uh, in in our time were like they they've been exposed to some of these stories. They're like, look, man, fair 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 is a, a fucking commodity. Don't expect it if you if you see fairness in the world, you come across it. It's like finding a fucking truffle uh, in the woods, like without even trying. Like shit, this is a this is a real rarity to be appreciated. Um, and you know what's funny? What's what's really funny to me is that it's a, it's actually a very good segue. Because, You're welcome. <laughs> I am useful. Um, so Gus, again, a little bit of spoiler. Gus was Gus was the equivalent of being homeschooled to the other hybrids that are running around in the world who went to public school, right? Uh, I went to private school myself, so I'm the Gus in that circumstance. It's a Catholic school. It's different. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a uh, horror. It's a private school <laughs> for poor kids. Um, I went to Catholic school, so I know my prayers. Um, but like, meantime, the the PSS across the street, they were fucking knocking kids down the steps, ripping off Lee patches on their jeans because Lee jeans were the shit, son. Um, so Gus had a different experience than these other hybrid kids. Which kind of makes him a little bit babe in the woods. Yeah. He's like, oh, big man, take care of me. And the monkey girl's like, you're a little bitch, son. Get your <laughs> what, shit together. What about pig girl who keeps giving him looks like, you little... Oh, man. You're never, ever, my ever... Little, my little swine chickadee, she's like, yo. She's like a... Never uncurling this tail, acting like a little punk. She has like a switchblade and a cigarette. I'm like, yeah, damn, fucking she, pig girl. She doesn't fuck around. But ultimately, again, what it boils down to, this is one of those... Type of stories that really hold a mirror up to the audience. So like, look in this type of a situation, what would you do? Yeah, right? Message. When, when, exactly right. And, and and we talk about it all the time. If you're going to tell a story, especially one that has these uh, out of this world parameters, like crazy circumstances mm-hmm. that maybe won't come across in our lifetime, we're probably never going to have hybrid fucking kids running around through the woods and having to trade shit in the open market. Like, if you have an extra pair of shoelaces, you are well-to-do, like that, <laughs> that type of a situation. Um, what What's it going to mean to you? You know, we referenced it before. Big man, he's he's the literally the ex-football player, dude that's kind of helping guest, Gus get through life. Um, he was put in a terrible situation. The fucking scientist and his wife, they were put in terrible situations. The show holds a mirror up to the audience and says... Okay, you want to have judgments, you want to pick and choose sides, fine. But in this circumstance, what would you do more so to the fact uh, when you're like, hmm, what if I was Captain America? What if I was Wolverine? Like, those conversations don't really happen as much rather than just sitting back and watching shit unfurl because it's it's fun and it's interesting and action. What I learned about myself, and I suspect I always knew it, was that, like, each step of the way, I'm like, all right, for almost anyone else, but for, like, John and Mom... It's like, sometimes you gotta kill a little pig girl. He's saying this now, but that's only because I didn't fuck up a, a, a duo in Fortnite and cost him the number one victory. Because if that happens, he'd be like, yo, here he is! He's got a rat tail sticking out of the ass. Come like and get him. It's like crudely taped to you. It's like, it's literally a rat tail. It's like super short. <laughs> he's just like, stuck. nah, he's a hybrid. I feel the tag sticking to the ass. I'm like, oh! Be like, come and get him. Get him the fuck out of here. All the hybrids are all 10 or younger. Be like, yeah, he's eight. No, no, he's got, he's, he's got that Benjamin Button disease. Get him the fuck out of here. I need my victory royale. But the truth of the matter is, whether you're a hybrid or not, you still got to pay them bills. So, uh, Charlie, why don't you do us all a favor and tell the good people watching and listening how we go about the business end of U.S. comics. Well, here's the good news, because 
we're not like other pods who sell for some random brand that's willing to pay because no no today we are once again brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands bad mary you heard them there in the intro you're going to hear them again at the end of the show if you're wondering where else you can catch their act you can follow them over at bad mary band across all social media platforms you can support them over on patreon.com forward slash bad mary band you can stay up to date at badmary.com for merch and upcoming performances, including their uh, very soon tour of Japan. But my favorite part is their entire discography is available across all music streaming services. Word up. And that really only leaves the question, where we drop it? And it was, as always, the answer is with Sergeant Finesse. You can find him currently gaming uh, still, though the days are numbered as a gaming partner on Facebook, there's crazy shit happening over there. Uh, he's spending more and more time over on Kick.com, the newest streaming platform, multiple streams every day, outstanding video game content, uh, supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check him out today. And while you're at it, also as well as check out my man Joker's underscore stream. He's spending most of his time still on Twitch, but also as well as he's kind of like testing the waters over on kick.com. Um, look, you know, when our boys are playing, do yourself a favor. Check them out. GG's not word. And if you want to get your grubby little hands on something for absolutely free, all you have to do is follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash US Comics HQ. You go ahead and you follow us on there. It's free. Yeah, you right? do it anyway. It's then fun. you take a picture, a screenshot of that, a little bit of proof. You Instagram us. You tag us with that proof, and you are entered to win a signed Clerks mini poster signed by the one and only Kevin Smith. Also, as well as if you check out any of my social medias, you have a chance of winning a Proton Pack and all sorts of shit going on all over the multiverse. But, John... If I may hit that pause button. Yes. Go over and spend a little bit of time on any of the U.S. comics Ooh. social fucking platforms, and you will see a reminder on how you can get this Punam and his Ecto-L-I. That's right, my man put together his very own Ecto-1, like the true Ghostbuster that he is, because he just loves giving back to the community. Ghostbusters Day is coming up in NYC in front of the actual Ghostbusters firehouse that they shot the outside practicals for in uh, both movies. Both all, movies. All, all three and movies. Soon to and be, four movies. All soon three movies. to be yet another movie. Uh, get Charlie and the Ecto L.I. there. I'm going to personally post a link where you can vote uh, Charlie's uh, Ecto 1 as one of your absolute favorites. Don't vote for any of the other ones because they're actually feuding, which is not a cool Ghostbuster <laughs> shit to do. Uh, but vote for my boy. Get him over there uh, to New York representing. Do it. Do it now. It's true. Just one more pause. If you fell in love with one of us, just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. John, let's jump elsewhere in the multiverse. Processing this stuff? A little yeah. bit. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be a cold winter sooner than I'm ready for. Woo. No, it's not fucking cold, though, bro. My Disney membership. Because just when I think I have too much shit 
to be entertained by. Who's the, who's the human being? Uh, we can talk about HBO in a minute if you want. <laughs> we can talk about. Look, when we're talking about. We're a household. When we're talking about. We're a household show. What, then you, we can. what you have, I have, bitch. What I, I have, you have. You keep on reminding me of that. That's true. That's true. Especially on some of those dates you go on. I'm like, this girl's seven feet tall <laughs> and just the. <laughs> Yeah, I'm at the restaurant like, hello. What are you wearing, Fahrenheit? <laughs> <laughs> I would need it because I'd get myself a fucking kyber crystal, animated however I'd want, and I would be in Visions 2 on Disney, plus John Visions 2, more fucking Star Wars than I was even ready for. Bridget, giving some love to the Ecto-LI. Bridget, the Ecto-LI sending that love right back. Bridget knows. Just ask Bridget. She'll tell you all about it. Honestly, just ask the her Ecto- everything. I feel like Bridget understands She's the like, keys to the multiverse. You got a pencil? You got some paper? Write this stuff. I'm not going to tell <laughs> She's you She's the professor now. We're going to call her on the show. Uh, John, Visions 2 snuck up on me. Came seemingly out of nowhere. You told me a couple weeks ago it was about to drop. Yeah. But until then, I like forgot even Visions 1 existed. Yeah, yeah. And I had watched Visions 1 three times. It was one of those things I put on in the background. Like, just one 15-minute short is perfect for, like, a short air on my phone while yeah. I'm fucking doing laundry. It's a good uh, uh, heavy Chevy show to watch. Like, you're getting in there. The porcelain is, like, still cold when you sit down. Yeah, granted, it'll be a little bit warmer when you finish that particular episode. But it's good bathroom viewing. Yeah, it's, it is proof of concept. For why shorts are so amazing. It's proof of yeah. concept. Uh, I have to actually educate myself through you. Visions isn't canon. No, it's not. So so it's actually good. It's a good... Tell the good people. Give them a little <laughs> education. So Visions, because not everybody's even familiar with it, that it exists. <clears throat> Unless you happen to be scrolling through the Star Wars tab on Disney+. Plus. Look, there's a lot of content that as, a, as adults... Uh, we tend to kind of gloss over like and this Jedi is, Academy. This is this is animated, but it's computer animated mostly. There are certainly more. There are several traditional two D animation style things in there, but uh, yeah. So it's, visions it's what what Star Wars vision is? It's the Star Wars property yeah. through the lens of one of many different animation studios. Right. Uh, I believe there's twenty so far. I think there's ten in season one, However ten in season two. However Something like episodes, that, yeah, yeah. and each episode or nine, maybe, like maybe this, it might it might be eighteen total. Um, with right. that being said, what's amazing is we get everything from the studio that had its fingerprints on the the wildly famous Akira in season one to now we have a short by the people who brought us Wallace and Gromit. And before we started the show a couple hours ago, I interrupted John's work day to tell him the tremendous smile I got. That something Star Wars was made with like little clay, like like models. There's something so interesting, and what Visions does is it allows these studios yeah. to fully be themselves, but with the Star Wars toys. And what's really really interesting is since it's not canon, they really can go fucking buck. It's it's back to those they, Wild West days of the novels can, where everyone was the best. They can go. I'm gonna take umbrage with that with that comment because the fucking um the non canonical that is a, the, quarter. I also like the way you said it the, and like the, your the, the your hat had like, like a green tint just the, under the, it. the fucking the, the 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 emphasis on the right syllable um uh, it it means that yeah you're right they can kind of tell the story that they want uh, I'm gonna bury the lead right off the bat because this is Please your do. topic um. 
in as much as I love the Animatrix, and if anyone's unfamiliar, the Animatrix was an anthology type show, or, or it was a movie, I guess, um, where they said, okay, we're going to throw out some Matrix stories to you. Yeah. And that's probably the best way to put it. It's not necessarily <laughs> canon, type. but you watch the Matrix flicks, you get it. Like, we don't have to explain away, which is very Visions-like. Uh, you know the sandbox that we're playing in, uh, which is a better analogy than even the toys, I think. Um, we're with, this is our game. This is our story. This is the game that we're, we're playing right now. You can. You, it doesn't need any catch-up. You're like, yep, I got it. The Star Wars, done. <laughs> oh, The Matrix, totally get it. Human Batteries, Neo's the one. Whoa, Squiddies. Done. We're, we're good to go. Um, that's how that's how Animatrix handled their business. Now, I'll say this. There was one Animatrix. Yes. Right? There wasn't, like, multiple seasons. And that's probably because it didn't exist in, in today's situation where there would yeah, have 50 Yeah, what the fuck, HBO Max? Seasons. Get on that. Or Max. Sometimes, though, Charlie, sometimes less is more. Okay. Because while I, I, I absolutely did enjoy... Uh, Dare I say I love certain entries into Visions, uh, Vision Season 1. Um, I did not enjoy well, the second. Time to get up so, and... Finally, guys. You're... You got your wish. <laughs> uh, I personally did not enjoy... What? The vast majority... Was it because you have a weird... Of Visions 2. Is it because of Space India? Because that's my favorite episode, I think. So, so I think probably the best way to do this is, is to go through the episodes. Oh, shit. I have to then pull up the list. Let me but, pull up the list. Uh, let me say this. Just just again, if you tend to uh, lean more so in the John camp uh, as opposed to the Charlie camp of opinion. Uh, wow. I, I don't even know how to dislike something that's only 11 I, minutes long. I... Short of like, I guess, like a colonoscopy, I won't I know dig. a lot of your exes can say the same thing. They're like, 11 minutes? Shit. That'd be great. Do it thrice? <laughs> Well, we get lunch first. Well, see, was um, one of those button outfits where it was all buttons to get into it. I thought that uh, almost across the board, I only enjoyed one, maybe, <gasps> depending on how generous I was feeling in the moment, maybe two <coughs> out of the nine episodes. Uh, I felt like it was. I have to. Such, I have to tell you, the fuck. I felt like it was such a drop off from the first season, and and. You're Look, an anime snob. You're like, it's out yeah, of Japan or it's nowhere, baby. That that might be true. Oh my god, so you that definitely hated true. Space India and you hated Space Walls and Gromit. No! Let's go from the top, you sack of shit. All right. Um, you're an so, artist. You're an artist. I consider you an artist. Occasionally. No bullshit. You are what you are. On the stage, you've written one of my favorite... By the way, with this writer strike... This might be a time to. Fucking, I'm not union, so we may I have can to. Do whatever I want no, to. I was gonna say we may need to turn to our, our boy at the secret stash. We might need to finally do like a short film version of your fucking play. Oh, that'd be fun. Now's the time. They're gonna be desperate for content. It's they, written. It's already. Let's written. fucking go. Um, let's start with Sith. I would argue Sith is like literally artsy. So fartsy. let's let's do this. Let's run through the the episodes and we'll do like a couple minute summation sure um, I, I can do quicker our, than our take i'll try to be quick right, let, so let tell, me... the, tell the good people episode name sure. episode description absolutely episode one is sith it also refresh your memory because i feel like i've oh no you just finished this morning too yeah uh so sith this is a uh, the story of a young female sith apprentice who escaped her master she's really confused because all of her fucking paintings keep getting uh, blackwashed um 
She has her buddy android, like very Star Wars staply. Uh, and then her master shows up and was like, "What's up, bitch? Time to go." All right, so I'll I'll, I'll jump. Can I I'll, go first then? Because I feel can, like because yes, I feel yes, like yes. now you spoiled, not spoiled it, but like we no, kind no. of know that only a couple of these are going to get past the goalie for you. Sure. I thought stunning, beautifully designed, mm. beautifully uh, executed, yeah. a perfect way to be an episode one mm. of this sort of thing where it's a bunch of shorts. And that is important, the order. Absolutely. It's not like that Netflix did, you, thing where like it was random orders for episodes because right, right. the artists were like, they're but all on, on equal But on the footing. same token, like, you know, if you have two shorts that are almost identical in subject matter. Do, do the thing uh, where you're burying oh, sorry, My bad, my bad. I'm not defend. First of all, I didn't produce Sorry this shit. All. I don't know why I'm getting so offended. Charlie made it. Charlie made I did. It. I made. Uh, <laughs> Sif, I thought was a perfect episode one. It let me knew. It reminded me mm-hmm. of the sort of story I was getting. Yeah. Uh, I thought the fight was fucking dope. There's a there's a Sith v Sith fight because she's kind of like, nah, fuck you. I control my destiny. She would you have called her a Sith still at that point, or would you have called her Grit? My problem is I don't fully acknowledge Grey Jedi. Because Ahsoka, people are like, she's the first great Jedi. I'd be like, that bitch is a Jedi. Hard J Jedi. She might be closer to the Jedi when they were first formed than the organization. Uh, if anything, Jedi. I would say like she's like how I treat religion. Where I'm like, I don't like the house they hang out in. I just do what I want. Fuck them if they can't take a joke. <laughs> yeah. I, I like being a, a Roman Catholic, except for all those rules. Um, I, I Yeah, so I guess she was just a force... Forced wielder? Yeah, but she was also trained. So the bitch was a Sith. She's a former Sith apprentice. Apprenticist. <laughs> She's a former Sith apprentice. She's a, a former Sith apprentice. Princification. Um, but no, she was trying to escape the clutches of the dark she side. She didn't want the life, right? So it's she like didn't want the life. Closer to a, a gang member uh, trying to like bounce because, well, whatever, they don't want to deal with that bullshit. Um, you were like, lame. <laughs> So, be bad or be good. I'll say this. Fuck redemption stories. So for me, that particular episode was far more style over substance. Okay. Right? So like, again, Charlie mentioned before, like she's an artist and she's got painting going on. And granted, this is outside canon. So everything that happened in Star Wars prior or afterwards doesn't fucking matter. In general, like just a real general note, let me say this. Just because you hand somebody a lightsaber doesn't make it Star Wars anything. They just have a lightsaber, huh. which they don't actually fucking say lightsabers in Star Wars if we go back and watch it, which is a real mindfuck for me. Even still, um, I feel like Ray is like, know what I love? Lightsabers. I don't think so. We have to What's your name? Ray. Ray what? Ray <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> lightsaber Inc. Coming now. Get your lightsaber needs fulfilled. Um, oh, it's a fucking little racist thing from episode one with the fucking tiny little merchandising, wings. merchandising. <laughs> um, so so, it didn't feel at all Star Wars to me, and I'm very Even well versed, especially the droid because that droid is unfamiliar. It's, crab, it's just a fucking. It, it was basically a Technics Erector set. You're like, okay, oh, fuck you. I buy that toy. Okay. The, the fucking transport was like dumb, dumb. Like, how do you see through the wheel? How do you see through the wheel, bitch? You better be using your Sith powers. Fair. Um, so, so I didn't enjoy that first episode. It All didn't right. feel Star Wars to me with the exception of you have a quote-unquote good guy or a questionable person versus the bad guy. 
Um, and they had lightsabers. That was the absolute limit of the Star Wars. Okay. Uh, so hit them with tip episode here's, two. Here's my problem. I'm also going to... Man, I, we already heard it already. I, no, I don't like to do this, but I'm going to do this. I'm yeah. going to... I'm not changing my vote on any of these. Yeah, no, you can't. I'm going to start proceeding with whether I liked it or not. I liked Sif. And also, I'm going to say if I agree with you. Yes. And I'm going to say if it changed my vote. No. Um, Screechers Reach, which is undeniably Star Warsy. Because it's quite literally don't about... Try to, don't try to pre-negate any points that I might have, okay? So this is a story about a young girl and her friends seeking a break from the everyday happenings in a rural workhouse. Uh, they go to wander. They come across a legendary cave. And then, guess what, bitch? Found a kyber crystal. Sith Master shows up. It's kind of 2D style. Yeah. Um... Yeah, testing ground for force sensitive children, and the Sith lady shows up, and she's like, "What's up, bitch? Let's go." So, so I'll start with this one. Yeah, uh, I liked this episode. I liked the art style. It was closer to like the anime type style that I very much enjoy. Uh, but on the same token, this is a story that had consequences. The story had um, the story. I felt like I was in the Star Wars world. Even though it wasn't a planet that we had seen before, yeah. Even though it wasn't particularly this could reminiscent, this opened up an episode of Mandalorian, and I wouldn't have been like for sure, out. for sure. Um, this this felt Star Wars to me. I felt like okay, that that was a story worth hearing. Um, yeah, I I, I actually that was my kind of like questionable like mm. I could go either way, but I lean, re- remembering it now, I liked that episode. I lean more positive than you, but other than that, I think everything you said is 100% accurate. Yeah. In the Stars, third episode, two sisters last in their kind. Basically, the Empire shows up and ravages their planet for resources, primarily seemingly water. Um, the, the mom's fucking missing. The sister goes to get more water. Chaos with the Empire ensues. Uh, at bare minimum, there's a lot of Imperial uniforms. They're kind of defending their home from the insurgents. What would you think? No, this is you, you first. So uh, this one, you know, it's 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 fine. This one struck me as the first one felt boring. I felt like there's for a short, I was bored. I was like, let's fucking go. Like I could have done without this just because what did it tell me? It's just very, very it didn't really build a new world I'm interested in. Didn't tell me anything interesting about the Empire. It was very, very... And again, it's not that... <clears throat> They're not canon building, right? Like, you shouldn't walk away from any of these stories and go, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Because you still don't know that because it's it's a, these are different mm. variations. Like, like um, to put it in the context of where a lot of the comic book stories are told now, like, this would be almost the Star Wars multiverse. Yeah. Where it's, like, still Star Wars, even yeah. not exactly. Um, stupid. It was, like, a, a totally useless... We, we, we've seen this story literally a uh, hundred times before, and the worst fucking, uh, the worst thing that you can say about it is just told better. Yeah. Like, you've seen the same story, but a, a superior version, meaning that this one was totally unnecessary, because yeah. now you're just retreading, you're reheating uh, fucking food, leftovers, from a meal that wasn't particularly great to begin with. I'm with you. I'm really worried about your review on this one. Mm-hmm. I am your mother, a.k.a. Now that's what I call pod racing! Episode 4, I am your mother, focused on a family race run by the Rebel Alliance Academy for up-and-coming pilots. Uh, a new young Annie, uh, who's embarrassed by her sweet but clingy mother, has decided not to enter the race, but then, of course, does. There's the popular girl with her cool ship, 
Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> when, when someone says to you, hack me. When someone oh, says this one you, hurts my feelings like I wrote it. When someone says to you ham fisted, when someone says to you fucking eat it, you'll like it. Um, almost instinctively, uh, we have the we have this reaction of like just spitting it out. Like I will eat what I want to eat. To me, this episode might have been one of the worst, uh, one of the one of the worst offenders. Of the, I'll ask this question: Who do you think that was? Uh, the intended audience for that was me, I guess. Uh, it felt really like though, intended like, for like kids. It was, I could imagine a kid watching that and having the same like wide open eyes as the pod racing scene. And remember one. what we were talking about with Xavier and like his his kind of like yeah yeah how he's little a mini generation little sophisticated. Charlie, they're more sophisticated than. This so you're saying that the whole Wallace and Gromit world should shut down because that is that no, still exists? No, because this is Wallace, Chicken Run in space, right? But but Chicken Run, to use that example, is far more sophisticated. Chicken Run and its ilk—they use a simplified method of delivering a message. Message that you should fucking know. And for all his weak chin shortcomings. George Lucas also took that approach. He said, "Look, there there are moral stories. There are uh, there are things that we don't talk about right now that are important to talk about, to think about, to apply to the real world." Now, to say it in that way is completely fucking boring. And if you're podcasting about it, it makes it even worse. <laughs> However, if you're going to make a, a multi-million-dollar fucking uh, whatever's bigger than a franchise, then now we're talking. Uh, totally unnecessary. The style did not work at all in the Star Wars uh, fucking like viewfinder for me. Um, completely missable. Completely huh. missable. See, this to me is like a proof of concept almost. Like Meaning to me, what? this was like the thing to show when you talk about giving unlikely studios access to Star Wars. This is kind of what is in my head. What? Give, give me a variation of a Star Wars story. They're like, this is perfect for these fucking guys. I don't know what that sentence means. So, in other words, any Star Wars story that we've gotten out there, loved it, hated it. Oh, that I would want the Wallace say, and Gromit you know people to do? These guys should have handled Episode it. one, because I already fucking hate it. You, you win the round, because my feelings are... My second to favorite episode, Journey to Darkhead, episode five centers on an unlikely pairing of a young mechanic and a young Jedi. The young Jedi being tempted to the fucking dark side, and of course, who's there? The Sith motherfucker trying to turn him. For me, this is classic Star Wars. This, to me, looked like Star Wars, sounded like Star Wars, felt like Star Wars. The story was um, lowbrow enough, I think, to hook people of all ages. I think it was thrilling enough to hook wily veterans of the Star Wars universe. To me, if that last one is proof of concept of what they're trying to do with Visions, Journey to Darkhead is the most Star Wars-y short in all of Visions so far. I, I agree with you. Fuck yeah! Um, <laughs> I... Excuse me. I I did enjoy it. To the point where I would have been angry had it been the first one. Because oh, because like, you would have oh, been, this oh. is a table setter. Nice. Now we know what we're in for. Uh, and it was... So, so even you have to admit that that was like almost... Compared to the rest of the season, that was an aberration. It's Correct. Just, that's a standout 
which one of these things is not like the <laughs> other. That was that type of an episode. And uh, I'll put it in these terms, just so I don't Do come it. up as like a, like a meanie. Um, that's a type of Star Wars story that you could translate into any other style. Uh-huh. Whether it's live action, whether it's computer animated, whether it's t- whatever the fuck. Uh, and you're like, yep, nope, I got it. That's yeah. that's absolutely Star Wars. That could have been an episode of Ewoks. It would have been like, yep. Uh, I think this may have been my favorite episode. And again, I feel like you're definitely going to hate it. Spy Dancer. Um, Spy Dancer is uh, a, a famed dancer who uses her unique skills to gather intelligence for the v- Rebels via her top-paying gig at a premier club that's frequented by the Empire. Stormtroopers, Imperial people, for me, the twist ending, which I actually don't want to give away. The twist ending is why it's such a good give it away. All right. Uh, Her kid who's stolen from her by the Empire winds up like all kids, I imagine, would have been. You either wind up a Mandalorian or, I guess, in the fucking Empire. Um, Once they stopped using clones, they just kind of put kids through boot camp and they become Stormtroopers. Kind of explains why they're shit shots. Um, Or are they? Touche. Touche. Uh, I thought it was very cool. I think it looked tremendous. Um, I love the conceit of it. Um, this felt very Star Wars to me. Did it? While not looking... Like, this could be adapted, but obviously changes would need to be made. Mm-hmm. But, like, considering we have, like, the fucking Cantina Singers, not the boop 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 but all the other versions that have been, like, I, these big stage I productions. Um, this, to me, felt very, very, like... Yeah. It felt Star Wars, but also unique. Which I think is a compliment to the form. Um, you like fuck sky dancing. Well, he, he, here's the thing. First, let me say this fucking episode should have been called. Oh, oh, <laughs> one more would, time. Oh, would you like to dance in Imperial? Um, terrible, fucking terrible, Charlie. First and first, mostly. <laughs> she. First of all, I'm you just gonna heard go me. Ahead. You were like, not only are you wrong, you're all. It was fucking terrible. You could have <laughs> just said terrible, you prick. <laughs> so, I hate anyone, this show live. For anyone who, <laughs> Charlie would have muted me, twelve times by That's now cool. if we were remote. Um. So so again, like Charlie referenced, they're they're dancers. I got news for you, Charlie. <laughs> During war. Soldiers don't go to fucking French clubs. They're like, we're gonna go watch these bitches dance. What's a U.S. When did USO shows happen? They didn't have one of those in the middle of World War Two. When did fucking uh, when did Rogers lose his uh, lose his business? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) USO done did him right. Um, so in essence, this is the analogy is, and I'm sure somebody thought they were oh so terribly clever. Where the fuck is Ellis for this? Because he would be right in here with me. Um, no, Ellis has to defend Star Wars. This That's all he was, has. Oh, not all of it. So, in essence, this was uh, like when when Germany not not like this is clearly what was fucking drawn from when Germany invades France, <clears throat> and then there are French uh, there are French operatives uh-huh. working behind the scenes, and that includes artists who smashed the German officers and the German soldiers and. Again, I hate to burst any bubbles, um, but that's clearly what these dancers were were implied to be doing. <laughs> Dancing hookers, were smashing, yeah, Space they were smashing bonding? imps, and then Dum Dum loses her fucking son. Whoops, she basically handed him over. So I had to just take this kid. I don't remember even them asking like, "Hey, can I get that son?" <laughs> like, no, I'll take him. Get the fuck out of here. So they give up the kid, 
Um, and she can't even see this dude in the shadows in the background. She's like, oh, that must be him. He's got a white jacket on. Yeah, so does every waiter in the best restaurants that I've ever been to. Are you going to burn your fucking joint to the ground? Basically, inviscerating all of the information that you've collected. Which, by the way, if anyone wants to garner information for those people who might be in a situation better than yours... Throwing out little fucking <laughs> Apple, uh, what are those fucking air discs? tags? Uh, throwing out Apple air tags, like, woohoo, we really fool them now. It is blinking and making sounds. You have fooled nobody. I'll tell you this. You're just a whore. <laughs> you gave away your son for no reason, and all your own people hate you because you burned your own shit to the ground for no good reason. It was your kid, you dumb dummy. Speak of the devil, he shall appear. Alice! Join us! Good man, good man, good man. Us. Alice knows what's up. I am not going to... I am not going to put up with you talking about these lovely space dancers as space hookers. How first and first mostly dare you? Space India. Force-sensitive kid who's real fucking dumb and liberal with her force usage. Uh, they're trying to escape the Empire on a train, space Dubai. I think it's called, like, the planet's called, like, Dubai. <laughs> it's, like, let, very on the nose. Let me say this. The grandma was badass. Let, she was bad. <laughs> and she had an ass. <laughs> Period. The, the, the Indian episode might have been the most insulting, <laughs> objectionable... Painful Star Wars anything that I have ever seen. And I've seen Why? the original Star Wars Christmas special. What? Charlie, it was so bad. You don't want if like they Space get, Little Italy? If they get sued by all of Bollywood, I will fucking support that. I want to be on that class action, Charlie. It was it was it was insultingly bad. Not just to Star Wars. And to fans like myself, um, but to like just any any entertainment value was completely stripped of it. In essence, had the animators or the scriptwriters or whatever excuse uh, that they're trying to pin on had jumped into the fucking screen like uh, WB style and be like, "Huh, huh, see what we're doing there?" Wink, wink. Um, I-, I would have been maybe less offended. The accents were so gruesomely over the top. Obviously, we watch it. Here in the states, so we're watching the English dub. It was not. Oh, made was it in? Uh... Um, it was gruesomely fucking Hank Azaria could not be held to a worse standard than the entirety of this episode. Um, the least Star Wars anything. Oh shit! Is that this I how have we get seen. canceled? Oh, I don't know. Half if you're of us. Allowed... Oh man, this fucking episode stunk on ice. It's Just a... fucking. Terrible. Space Pakistan would have left voluntarily because that episode was so bad. I, I thought we would avoid, Terrible. I thought we'd avoid nah, all the lines. We were going there. We were you going. went to Space Pakistan. I felt like it did. Damn. I felt like it did. Terrible. Uh, Terrible. Another episode. Is it my turn or your turn? My turn? Uh, uh, I think this one's my turn. The Pit. Fearless young man is forced to dig for kyber crystals to help the Empire build a city. Uh, they mine all the kyber crystals, and they're in the bottom of the hole. Let me first start 
I've never seen you this, like, frustrated. Let me start this. And you loved Visions 1. I loved Visions 1. Was not expecting it. Was like an unex like an unrequested gift showing up under the tree on Christmas morning, or in our case, Christmas. And Eve. Visions Two is like you have... got your favorite present, but I opened it, thus it was mine. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, Fuck. So uh, let me ask you this: uh, aside from Ellis, um, what what are Kyber Kyber crystals used for? Uh, Jedi crystal, uh, lightsaber crystals, and for Death Star beams. And also, apparently, for building fucking cities <laughs> in the middle of goddamn nowhere, which really only exists because of the poor slave force that you have digging a hole. Now, let me ask you this, Charlie. Yes, John in the front. Any, in any other instance in, within Star Wars or 99.9% uh, being the case outside of Star Wars, um, let's just say that like the... the Back in good old 1849, when the gold rush was going on, um, (laughs) governor's nuts, which is the right reaction. Um, When they went looking for gold, like to them the most valuable commodity to be found, where did they look? In one specific area? And like, if it ain't there, it ain't nowhere. (laughs) Or did they spread it around? My understanding is they spread it around. They spread it around like the most popular gal in high school. Guys, someone sat down, took pen to paper, and said, this is a great idea. We're going to have a story where the most douchey fucking stormtroopers that you've ever even heard about, much less seen, force fucking people into labor. They have to dig the world's largest hole by fucking hand. No, we're going to have a lot of other equipment, but it's going to be busy building a city in the middle of the fucking desert. Um, fine, fine, fine. These poor slabs, though, they're going to be digging a hole for kyber crystals. Now, the funny thing is, yeah, you can make other holes, but we're not gonna. Just keep on fucking digging and keep on digging. And what happens when you hit the bottom of the hole, which I didn't realize could happen. Apparently, there are bottoms of holes. different levels. There's, like, magma and shit. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it just At some point, like, you need, like, a it, diamond drill. It looks like they just hit pavement. But that all being said, fine, fine, fine. <laughs> so, they hit the bottom, right? Okay, we've... You know what? You can tap out an oil fucking yeah, reserve. Yeah, yeah. Fine, let's let's pretend that that makes any kind of sense. But it doesn't. So they say, okay, now we have this valuable workforce that we have invested all of this time and effort into. Oh, you're done now? We're going to leave you in the hole. Oh, no, you're going to kill us? No. <laughs> we're just going to leave you in the fucking hole. And we're going to fuck off to... Kyber City, just down the road, like it was Emerald fucking city, but there's no lions and no scarecrows and no nothing. Charlie, that fucking story was as nonsensical as it was totally fucking useless. What was the point? Oh, the Empire dicks. Yeah, we know that. (laughs) We know we've established that the Empire are are douchebags. I didn't get the chance to answer, but I guess we'll we'll just go with yours. So what you're let me let me just make sure I'm right about this. So far your takeaway So bad So far your takeaway is like too much Kyber Crystal in Vision Season 2. So what about Aou's song, which is another city mining Kyber Crystals, but they're evil Kyber Crystals. They're like, hey, if you hated that episode, wait till you watch this shit. <laughs> um and then and then she like she sings, her dad's like, don't sing, but at the end she sings and the Kyber Crystals like 
I'm a good cop, Crystal, now. Because you're force sensitive. First, Let me just real quick. Just first, it's going to be okay, man. First and foremost, they follow up a trash Kyber Crystal-centric <laughs> nonsensical bullshit episode with another Kyber Crystal episode. Now, here's what really fucking Four Kyber me. Crystal episodes this season? Here, here's the thing. <laughs> you're so sincere. So you say, you say to all these uh, entities out there, look, we really like your work. You guys do amazing things. You can now play with the Star Wars IP. Tell whatever story you want. Assumingly, independent completely of these other uh, studios. But we still kind of have to know what you're going to write about. When two of these motherfuckers are like, all right. Kyber crystals. More to the point, we are digging <laughs> for Kyber crystals. Might as well put them back to back. The second, the second time you get that picture, you're like, hmm. No, no, yeah, that that sounds kind of cool, but uh, we just had. Nah, you know what? Fucking make it anyway. So now you have. So before, oh, it was digging for the fucking Kyber crystals really bad because it's for the Empire. But in this situation, oh, it's for the Jedi. We'll do the exact same fucking work because we're goofy space panda bears and we don't really care. We're gonna do it happily. Literally the same thing. One group of like, whoa, 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 and then fucking across the pond, they're like, so you have one group that's so happy to be doing the terrible slave work, and stuff like, oh no, they're bad, they're bad guy Kyber crystals, what are we gonna do? And then fucking dumb, dumb baby Mariah Carey's like, I'll sing to them. <laughs> terrible, terrible, bad storytelling. Non-interesting on its best day. Uh, like, non-canon is one thing. But fucking, like... I feel like these motherfuckers... Have, they didn't watch anything Star Wars. Maybe they, they kind of caught a trailer here or there. Um, and if that's the case, they caught the wrong fucking trailer. That episode stunk on ice. What's your name? Ray. Ray what? Ray Kyber Crystal. <laughs> Oh, fuck, I watched both episodes. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> Terrible. Run the credits. Whoa. That, that sucks. Uh, it sucked. I stand by my... I'm going to say that there were two episodes <laughs> of any value whatsoever. Um, the rest were hard garbage. Honestly, to the point where I started questioning myself. I'm like, were these Am just... I grumpy? <laughs> no, were these just the episodes that like were left over... Oh. Where they said, okay, give us fucking 20 episodes, all you folks. And then they ran with the first nine. I'm like, yeah, this is really good. And then they're like, all right, let's fucking run. This shit this. left over. Holy fuck. Do you. What the what fuck? Ha- what happened? Do yeah. you want a Vision season three? Or is Not this brewed for you? No, no, <gasps> Again, it made me wonder. I'm like, fuck, man. If they made another. Don't animation... rewatch Visions one. Now I'm worried. No, no, no. I, I, I actually did double a little bit. I'm like. Did I have candy, uh, fucking uh, candy rose glasses on when I watched the first one? Because it was like such a unique concept. Um, I'm I'm actually grateful now that they didn't make a, an animatrix two, because it very well may have been a diminishing return. Just it, like I mean, if Visions one for me was uh, was a nine out of ten, maybe an eight point five out of ten, because. Anthology series are made. Yeah, there's for always going to be one or two. Where that you're don't supposed hit. to say like, I really like this one. I I didn't like that one so much. Anthology series force you to Charlie it and say I like this one, then I like this one. I blah, 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 this one better than this one. Um, Visions two was was a two. It was it was <laughs> shit. 
It was it was, it was a bad. It was, it was a big a, number it was two. A sloppy wet doo-doo fart. Gross. Well, on that very positive note, go see Guardians of the Galaxy volume three and go see it today. Absolutely check out Sweet Tooth Season 2. It is absolutely worth the investment. Uh, but it seems like visions at very best you can uh, desperately avoid if you're on Planet John. Pretend it doesn't exist. But, John, I need you to be the embodiment of how we end each and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. Because first, you gotta turn the power on. Then you gotta turn the volume up. Then you gotta tune, Ben Marion. Open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Same as Space Cast.